You can't hide your fighting crimes. But by now, try to pay the price. Hunter's going to jail. He'll be out of mind. There ain't no way to hide your fighting crimes. Hopefully Joe gets hung for treason. Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the El Donzo and D Show. You have insanity in my earpiece. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we're coming back at you on a beautiful Saturday morning. Rain or shine, it's always beautiful when you're listening to the El Donzo and Dees show. Dees, is it not? I guess. So, I want to give a big shout out to the sponsor for the show today, uh, EnviroSeal. So, if you have sunken concrete slabs, patios, uh, driveways, and you need to pump up those slabs, give these guys a call at 309-275-6303. Now, I'm not going to ask these to help me out with this because I'm just going to tell you what they also do, which is residential and commercial spray foam insulation. They use polyurethane foam, the same polyurethane foam they use to pump up those slabs, They'll come in, they'll deck your place out, they'll get you cinched up in a heartbeat. So give those guys a call in Viraseal at 309-275-6303. Now, I want to go over to Dees and ask him a question. Dees, it's a very serious question. I want you to be honest with me on this. I did not have sexual relations with that. Um, what, what's the question? With that man, would you say? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm being very serious. Oh. Obviously, you didn't croak this week. So you didn't have any heart issues? No, not this week. Okay, so how was your how has your week been? And the reason we want to re- recap this is because we go for, you know, we do it just every Saturday. So I want to know, Dees, how was your week? Uh, pretty uneventful. Spent it uh, on my uh, hands and knees, but not, <laughs> not 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 quite like the vice president is known to do. Yeah, Kamala Harris. Well, you know what? If you want to get ahead in life, you got to. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on, uh, we'll just forget that ever happened, right? Uh, my week was pretty good. Uh, I got a safe. Yes. I actually got my first actual safe, and it's a huge one. Yeah, it's, a it's big not one, a, and it goes it's not like a this. safe. That's a vault. That's a vault. I could literally hide bodies in that thing, couldn't I? Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to the guy that actually helped me get that safe moved and get it into my house, uh, Ed at Jelco Supply out of Gibson City. He did a pretty darn good job. If you need a safe move, uh, look these guys up, get a hold of them. Uh, it was impressive, to say the least. Because So my thing, my initial thing was bring my bros over. What it, What is that, six foot? Yeah, it's six foot tall, yeah. And and two, like more than two feet deep? Yes, more than two feet deep, yeah. yes, sir. I mean, you could get a few bodies in there as long as they weren't, you know. There, You could you could put a lot of dead prostitutes in there. You really could. Yeah. Um. Anyway... <laughs> So no, my initial my initial thought on carrying this, getting this thing in the house was, I'm not going to hire somebody to bring this thing in. I can figure this out because I'm a pretty smart dude, you know. Uh, I get my bros over here, buy them a pizza and a six pack of beer, and then after seeing this thing come in, we, there would have been a fatality. I'm I'm serious. Somebody would have gotten injured, and I would have been on the hook for it. These guys came. In, no, I'm serious. They no, came I, in and they massive. they had one of those big motorized. Uh, dollies that the wheels go to the front step and then it brings the thing up and then they jump the wheels up and it was yeah it was pretty cool so 
Those guys know what they're doing. Ed at Jelco Supply, thank you very much uh, for uh, coming out and showing up when you said you were going to show up and doing what you said you were going to do and not destroying my house in the process. You're talking about a thousand pound safe, so that's pretty cool. So I still don't know why you need a safe that big to store all that macaroni and cheese, but you never know. Well, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> SHTF, you never know. You may need that macaroni and cheese someday. So anyway, we've got a busy show for everybody. Yes. HTF. What? Hit the fan. Oh, oh, oh. I got you. Hey, stop me if I'm too fast for you, Ds. Well, I thought you were trying to tell me STFU. What in the he- What are you talking about? Shut the up. Okay. And thought maybe you got a you know bit dyslexic, and so that's why I was like, "What? Are you- no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I got you. I'm it's- not. I'm not dyslexic. So don't worry about that." Anyway, we got a lot of news. So this Hunter Biden thing, Devin Archer uh, testifying, not under oath, by the way, which is something I want to get into. There's a lot of stuff about this that seems like when he wasn't. No, he was not under oath. Odd. Yeah. Wasn't that odd? He wasn't under oath. He could have said anything he wanted to. He was not under oath for this whole thing. I don't think that's necessary. That's not a good thing. I don't believe. It's not a good thing because when you look at it, you've got the rights going, hey, major win, which the right did get some major wins. We're going to start this one in the next segment. Uh, The right got some major wins out of this. The left got some wins, too. But here's the thing. I have a theory on this, and this is my theory with it. Devin Archer wasn't under oath for a reason. Okay, he went in and he corroborated everything that could possibly tie him to it that could possibly have evidence whether it's a timestamp on one of hunter biden's pornographic uh, videos of him being at his daddy's house okay whether it's witness testimony whether it's geolocation whether it's uh, phone records could put him there with these people that was the honest part the unhonest part was what went on and we're going to get into this i've got all the quotes you know, he, he was saying that Joe Biden talked to these uh, Ukrainians at Burisma and these Chinese foreign nationals. And when he got on the phone, when Hunter Biden was there and Devin Archer was supposedly there, which he wasn't there for every phone call. So I don't know how he knows what went on anyway. He's saying, oh, yeah, Joe talked about the weather and this and that. Really? You think Joe Biden talked about the weather with with Chinese businessmen? Did Archer say that? Archer said that. I've got it pulled up. Okay, because I saw Goldman was was going off about it, and I mean, I, I mean, who's going to believe this? So first of all, and we touched on this uh, last week with Karine Jean Pierre, America's first French uh, black lesbian uh, press secretary, uh, Karine Jean Pierre, and she changed the story. She said that the the answer hasn't changed, but it did because she had said when they asked about Hunter's foreign business deals and joe biden knowing about it which the the answer was always joe biden's never discussed business with hunter biden right that's yeah. been that for years no, nothing to do with yeah nothing to do with it and and then last week she changed it and said joe biden is not in business with his son hunter so obviously it changed and this proves it changed he ran on this he ran his campaign on the fact that he never discussed and he said this he never discussed his Hunter Biden's business deals, flat out lie, flat out fricking lie. Okay? Well, yeah, there's the email that um, Devin Archer disclosed 
or the letter. I'm sorry, not an email. Was, he had no was, choice. It was a hand or not handwritten, but hand signed letter from Joe, basically like saying, "I'm so glad you guys are working together." And blah blah blah. Like, yeah, it's the cat's out of the bag. And Jonathan Turley, and we're going to get into this more in the uh, in the second and third segments. Jonathan Turley has come out and said this is the end of Joe Biden. And I'm telling you something, if this does not get Joe Biden impeached and get him out of the White House, we're screwed. We are done at that point. If they've got that much pull, and it goes back to that thing I was talking about, the elites are going to stick together. There's a reason that you have a certain number of Republicans and almost all the Democrats that are standing by him. Stand by your man or woman or whatever gender it is at this point in time. I don't know what it is, uh, but there's a reason for that because they're all complicit in this. They've all been grifting. It's just Joe Biden is the king of the grifters at this point. So there's one thing that we were doing show prep and we always look for breaking news and whatnot. And I got to say this with the thing going on in Ukraine right now, something really stuck out to me. These, this is the headline. <sighs> nuclear war would be more devastating for Earth's climate than Cold War predictions, even with fewer weapons. <laughs> a war in which even a fraction of these bombs were detonated would create blast waves and fires capable of killing millions of people almost instantly. The radiation-induced cancers and genetic damage would affect the remaining population for generations. But what sort of world would remain amid the radioactive fallout? For the last four decades, scientists modeling the Earth's system have run computer simulations to find out. They're more worried about climate change. I'm going to tell you something, folks. If look, The climate would definitely be changed. The climate would be changed, and you'd either be incinerated or die a slow and painful death. Just, just to see headlines like this. Like that one we talked about, oh, it was probably a couple months ago. How would nuclear war affect the Earth's climate? Does anybody really give a damn? Do you do you care if it warms up a little bit, like in the next thousand years after a nuclear war? No, that's going to be the least of our worries. There's there's famine and crime and all this other stuff. That's if you survive. It's survival of the fittest, and you're worried about the climate changing. I don't care if it gets a little bit warmer. What about nuclear winter? Yeah, would the, nuclear winter offset global warming? Who, the who the cares? only thing you're going to need to worry about is if we have a global thermonuclear war is how much ammo do you have how much ammo and food yeah. stores do you have i mean that's the big thing yeah. i mean are you prepped for that well if you have enough ammo you have all the food you could ever want if you know what i'm saying yeah not to mention the fact if you live in america i mean look living in the united states of america right now my last concern is that the temperature has gone up 0.5 degrees in the past 140 years Okay, Trump just got indicted. He just got arraigned, all right? Mm -hmm. They actually took him in again and fingerprinted him and put him in custody. You, we have How a, stupid is that? I'm sorry to cut you off. It's extremely stupid. Finger, your finger, he was the president. Of, you're telling yeah, me- You already got his damn fingerprints. You're telling me that he's not already on record? Right. And how about this? Here's another one for you right here. What they're indicting him over is nothing. It's already it's protected constitutionally. Yeah, he yeah. questioned the election. Well, I got a, I, yeah, I got a whole diatribe on that well, here coming up. Well, we're going to go for it because no, and I've not. got a whole diatribe of how many people in the past 20 years have contested elections. And they've never been barred from running for public office. They've never been accused of treason. Oh, this is the old Donzo and D show. Right here on Cities 92.9. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. And we'll be right back after these commercial massages. Yeah, I tell you, go down like uh, Kamala Harris.
Hey, coming back at you. This is the El Donzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And I think we want to get this out of the, ra- out of the way real quick here uh, before we get into the serious stuff. Well, this is serious, too. Somebody, somebody passed away. But it was uh, Paul Rubens, also known as Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> uh, he's 70 years old, right? Yep. And he died on, what was it, July 31st? Yeah, after a six-year battle with cancer. Um, was in quite a few things, but was still kind of relatively unknown until he broke out with the Pee-wee Herman character. And, of course, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I believe it was. Pee-wee's Playhouse was the uh, Well, show. yeah, that was yeah. the show, which yep. then birthed Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but, you know, the old bicycle. And, um, you know, he was very talented. Just don't sit in front of him in the movie theater. Yeah, no, no, no. Do not sit in front of him or around him in the movie theater. It reminds me of that. Uh, I couldn't help but think if you ever tried that thing like in that movie uh, Diner with Mickey Rourke and the popcorn. Never Remember seen that? it. Never yeah. seen that. He cuts mm-hmm. a hole in the bottom of the popcorn package and, you know, and his girlfriend's <laughs> grabbing the popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, probably get kicked that off. Was another, that, uh, that was a Dave Chappelle segment, too. Great moments in hookup history. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Oh, good old Dave Chappelle. But yeah, Pee Wee Herman dead at 70 years old. And uh, it, Lawrence Fishburne was on Pee Wee's Playhouse, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, Cowboy. Um, or, yeah. No, what was his name? Yeah, it was Cowboy. Cowboy. Oh, man. Cowboys, we didn't do our research on no, this. No, we didn't. It wasn't Cowboy Bebop either. No. God. Curtis. Cow- Cowboy, Cowboy Curtis. Curtis. That was it. Wee-haw! Yep, Cowboy Curtis. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so Paul Rubens has died. He was actually a good stand-up comic, too. Yeah. He was. Uh, talented guy, bit of a weirdo. Was very good in, uh, I, I believe it was Up in Smoke, the Cheech and Chong movie. Was he up in Up in Smoke? Uh, yep, he was in Up in Smoke. He he was also extremely good in Blow mm. with Johnny Depp. That was it. That was it. That was absolutely it. Blow was the one I was thinking of. He yeah. played her good. And then he was in uh, Mystery Men, too. Yeah, yep. He played the guy with the flatulence, didn't he? Did he not? I believe so, yeah. So, anyway, Paul Rubens passed away. But, okay, getting on to serious stuff that actually affects us. This Trump thing. D's. Yeah. Well, come on, man. Give it to us. What do you got on this? This is, I mean, <laughs> look, again, ad nauseum, we all know that I am not a Trump fan. As president, uh, yeah, I love what he did. Uh, as his mouth and everything, not a Trump fan, but... Uh, Nothing has made me like root for him more than this particular indictment. Look, you can you can make a case, however weak it might be, for the hush money stuff. Because look, he definitely had relations with her, probably paid her off. I don't think that there's quite a trail that can really tie him to it. Probably be convicted because of who he is anyway. But so anyway, classified documents again probably had some stuff that he wasn't supposed to have right and just to jump in there real quick name me one president or anybody else in in that came from the white house or is held public op public office that hasn't oh i agree i agree but this indictment is a flipping joke like they are literally saying that you know you can no longer speak your mind and it's all nothing but a giant distraction and all you got to do is, is look at the timeline and it's, it's literally like 
ridiculous what is going on here. Oh, absolutely. March 17th of uh, 2022, or, or was it 23? No, no, this year. I'm sorry. March 17th. Yes, it was this year. Yep. Hunter finally admitted that the laptop was his. Guess what happened the next day? What was it, Dees? Trump got word that he was being indicted in New York for the hush money. June 8th, February, the FBI document broke about Ukraine paid Biden's $5 million each. Very next day, Trump gets indicted on the Mar-a-Lago stuff, the documents. Yep. July 27th, Hunter's sweetheart plea deal gets thrown out because it's A1 BS, and we all know it. July 28th, the very next day, more counts were added to that document yeah. case. July 31st, the uh, Devin Archer testimony comes out with all these things that are, are Which we're going to cover damning. after this. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And guess what? The very next day, on August 1st, they indict Trump on these bogus January 6th charges. Nobody with even half of a brain cell can look at this and say that, oh, these are, this is all coincidence. It's not coincidence. They are literally deflecting from all this stuff going on with Hunter and, and Joe and all this other BS and trying to immediately turn the tables on him. And honestly, my dream scenario is he gets convicted because he's gonna on, on, one of these 78 charges that at least he's going to get convicted and then he still wins and just walks out of prison, just flowing the double birds, pardons himself and then just goes absolutely scorched earth. Yeah. Scorched earth. Scorched on the earth whole as it should system. be. So first of all, uh, presidential immunity, he's got that. Second of all, okay. Constitutionally, he's got a freedom of speech. Any, you can go and say whatever you think as long as you are not actually slandering people or causing people to incite a, an insurrection. Yeah. He didn't incite an insurrection. That never happened. That never happened on January 6th. Go back and, liberals, if you're listening, go back and watch the video. He never told people to incite violence or an insurrection. No. He never called for that. He was be, he had a legitimate gripe. Exactly. He did word. not think this was correct. Yeah, his exact words were go and peacefully protest and have your voices <clears throat> heard. And remember, we are the party of law and order. Like, how could how could it be more clear that he's saying go go have your voices heard peacefully not you know what ended up happening which again uh there were some people that weren't supposed to be where they were at but i'm still of the belief that they weren't the ones that first got in there they followed suit i i think the whole the whole damn thing was set up you and i argued about this on the show about people that were in there and, and after watching what has transpired over the course of the last few years, I'm, I'm now convinced that this, this whole damn thing since 20, well, it probably started back in 2015, 2016. Absolutely. But, but I think the, the, the last decade has just been one giant conspiracy to keep the right, or in this case, Donald Trump away as far away from, from office as possible. Go back. I wish I, I should have pulled the clip. But go back to however many months ago it was when they were talking to Joe Biden when he was still somewhat coherent before dementia had fully taken his 
decrepit old brain. And he said, we were, you know, they were talking about Trump running for president. And he his, he's, we'll have to do uh, whatever under the Constitution that we can to make sure that he never takes office. Well, I've actually got this. In other up. words, I'm going to indict him for ripping off a friggin' mattress sticker. Like anything that they can get. Listen to this. So I've got this New York Times report in March 2023. In the past, Mr. Biden privately told his close circle of advisors that Mr. Trump posed a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted for his role in the events of January 6th, according to two people familiar with his comments. He also told confidence that he wanted Attorney General Merrick B. Garland to stop acting like a ponderous judge and take the decisive action. Politico reported in June 2022 that House Democrats were upping the pressure on Merrick Garland to prosecute Donald Trump. CNN reported in March 2022 that Democrats are increasingly worried that Garland will let the former president go unpunished. So are you really going to sit there and tell me that Merrick Garland came up with this on his own? This is a political winch hunt. You want to talk about you want to talk about uh, interference in an election? Right. This is it right here. Donald Trump's a front runner and they're going after him and they're trying whatever they can to smear him. And, you know, Trump came out on uh, Truth Social and made a really good point. They're trying to exhaust his funds in in legal matters. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're going to make sure that this guy fries. over. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not their intention, but it's a nice side effect. I'm sure their intention is just to to put him in jail and, and. and kill any hope that they, he has. They are, and we're going to get more to this in the in the third segment. They are scared to death of Donald Trump. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you something. Donald Trump made a lot of mistakes in his first term in office. Okay, one of his biggest mistakes was picking the people he picked. Yeah, Donald Trump's not going to make that mistake again if he ever gets into office. Yeah, and, and keep in mind what one of the things that started this all: fifty-one former intelligence officials including five former heads of the CAA, went on record in the 2020 election saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Of course, we learned that it was, in fact, real, and they did it in coordination with Joe Biden's campaign, and a few of them even admitted they did it because they wanted Joe Biden to win. And and, Merrick Garland. Yeah, and not a single one of them has been charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States. You're and absolutely they correct. All have their security clearances to this day, which is one of the very charges that is on this new indictment. What we're seeing here is literally the fleecing of our country when they can come out and just smoke and mirrors this. And that was one of Joe Biden's biggest talking points in the uh, debate with Trump was 51 former uh, intelligence officials came out and said that this was Russian disinformation. Yeah. So now not only you- that, let, let's Hillary Clinton cried election fraud when she lost al gore did too yeah al gore did when, when he lost to, to bush um the chick from georgia oh, stacy abrams stacy abrams same thing like where are their charges no there's not there because there's double standards in the united states of america and i'm gonna tell you something right now eldonzo and d's aren't gonna put up with this bs okay we're at least gonna say how it is and we will be right back here on cities 92.9 to get into even further depth about this Hold tight, we'll be right back. (laughs) 
Hey, welcome back to the Eldonzo and D Show right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we're right in the thick of it with this whole Trump getting indicted again thing. And I wanted to go through a couple things. We, we touched on on the last segment that this is not the first time, 2020 was not the first time that anybody ever said, yeah, no, I think that should be stolen. Am I correct? Absolutely. Okay. So in 2000, uh, in the presidential election of 2000, close election in which the winner was unclear, the Republican candidate George W. Bush won Florida by such a slim margin that a recount of the votes was triggered under Florida state law, beginning a series of legal battles between Bush and the Democratic candidate Al Gore and considerable public controversy. That took months, if I'm not mistaken, that didn't it? That took months to hash out. Hanging Chad. Hanging Chad. That's right, the chats from the ballots hung off, and Al Gore said that that's what caused Bush to win. Now, if you'll remember correctly, at one point, for months at a time, Al Gore was referred to as the real president. Do you remember this? Yeah. People called him, well, the real president, President Gore. Uh, the 2004 United States presidential election, certification of Republican electors in Ohio were legally challenged. Representative John Conyers investigated voter suppression, culminating in his report, What Went Wrong in Ohio? Several independent researchers, including Bob Fetrakis, Mark Crispin Miller, Stephen F. Freeman, Richard Hayes Phillips, and Richard Sharnan, published books claiming that Bush won the election due to electoral fraud and voter suppression. These are Democrats doing this. Now, let's go to 2016. Now, these are the big cases. Now, if you'll notice, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that these are Democrats doing this until we get to what year? 2020. The 2016 United States presidential election. This is right. This is the last one before 2020. The election was widely characterized as divisive and negative and was plagued by scandals such as a Republican candidate Donald Trump's alleged sexual misconduct and the Democratic candidate Hillary Rodham Clinton's alleged improper use of an email server. No Russian citizen accused of interfering in the election in the form of online influencing from a St. Petersburg-based troll farm has been formally charged and as a and as result, no court will have the opportunity to review evidence to support or dispute accusations of Russian interference that adhere to the standards of the United States judicial system for proving guilt. What they're saying in this article, and this was written by a bunch of libtards, is that we can't prove it and we can't disprove it that Russia didn't have in interference in the election. Which was what Hillary Clinton said the whole time. It was all Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia helped to get Donald Trump into office. Now, don't you think if that was the case, if Donald Trump had a foreign adversary actually hack servers at the DNC or hack not only servers at the DNC to get information, but hack voting machines, don't you think that would be uh, like treasonous? Don't you think Donald Trump would hang for that? Uh, you would imagine, yeah. So then in 2020, when all these anomalies propped up, popped up, propped up, what do you remember we call it? Popped up. In the election system, we're talking Pennsylvania, we're talking, we're talking Georgia, we're talking Wisconsin, we're talking Michigan. All these weird things start happening that you go, wait a minute, this ain't right. We covered that when we were doing the podcast, did we not, Dees? Oh, yeah. We talked about this weird, weird stuff, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Legitimate gripes. 
that people are bringing up, and Donald Trump goes, "Hey, you know what? This isn't right. We never got answers to this, and he didn't." And then you got oh, what's far more anomalies in the 2020 election than what they were talking about in the 2016 election. I want to recount a story my brother and I had about the 2020 election. I was literally I had my own business at the time, and I'm sitting in my office, and it's like 5:30 in the morning because we started early, obviously. Uh, it was November 4th, and he texts me. He goes, it looks like Trump's going to take Pennsylvania. And I said, there's no way that Donald Trump is going to take Pennsylvania. And he goes, how do you know that? And I said, because I've already checked the voter records and who's registered Republican, who's registered Democrat, how many voters haven't voted yet. I said it would take every remaining vote for Biden and about 50,000 more to to get it. I said, it's impossible. Guess what happened two days later? They found 50,000 more votes than they had registered oh, voters. Oh, you said that wrong. You you said that Trump, you said there's no way that Trump could take it. Oh, excuse me, that yeah. Biden could take it. Yeah, it the, thank you for correcting me. Yeah. There was no way that Biden could take it. Guess what? He took it. When you see, I think it was the uh, TP something center up in Michigan, up in Detroit. They close out everything. They said there was a water leak. I think it was Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they shut down the ballot, the ballot places. They, they've they already kicked all the Republican poll watchers out. They can't watch anymore. They shut it down. And then they bring in vans full of ballots and unload them and start counting them. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's you just know like the whole mail, mail-in voting thing. You know, like what easier way to manufacture votes than to say, oh, we got to wait on the mail-in votes. Well, that's because you know how many you need. Exactly. Exactly. That's why this election is critical. 2024 is critical. We got to get out there. We got to vote. Now, Dees said this really good. Dees will tell you right now, he's not a fan of what Donald Trump says. And really, there's not a no. lot of people that Again, like everything he says. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with most of the things that he did in office. I think uh, as far as like policies and things of that nature, got great president one one of the greatest uh, i just wish he would sometimes reel it in a little bit check the ego at the door i think he's created um a lot of this hatred for himself but regardless of all that with everything going on now maga baby maga exactly you you almost got to be at this point because it's not about maga it's not about donald trump it's about our country yeah. and where we're going right now and we don't have the rights that we used to enjoy we don't have the rights that the founding fathers built this country to give to us so i want to i want to touch on something real quick here and this is what his lawyer i'm going to scroll down to this uh alina habba she said this this is not and this is about the whole january 6th thing and the more indictments that he's getting which he said something that's constitutionally protected he didn't start anything and we're going to go into the next story after this she says in quote this is not a coincidence this is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president for either party president trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before president trump and his legal team and everyone on his team will continue to fight not for him but for the american people and she went on to say it's not about the january 6th case it's about the fact that in the matter of a couple of months we have seen them try and tie up and me as an attorney i've never seen this tie up one individual who's running a campaign in a campaign running for office of president so that he is in court in depositions and distract him so that he won't properly run for 2024 and frankly it's not going to work 
And I hope it doesn't work. And I'm going to tell you, we always trace this back. I always trace it something back to either one of the two parties, either China or Barack Obama. Barack Obama was so distraught, okay, when Donald Trump won the presidential, uh, the presidency, he freaked out, and so did Hillary Clinton. Now, we talked last week about there's no way that Barack Obama didn't know what Joe Biden was doing was while he was vice president, right? No, for sure. There's no way he didn't yeah, know it. No. And he, t- he had to have taken cuts from this because this is how these people do. They grift. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Barry Obama is the biggest pusher of this stuff. It's not Joe Biden. Joe Biden's too stupid. Kamala Harris is too stupid. Are they complicit? Yes. Barack Obama is pulling the strings in Washington, D.C. right now. Now, going to go to this article real quick. Now, before Tucker Carlson was S-canned by Fox News, he had the former Capitol Hill police chief on. Did you know this? Stephen Sunland. No, or Stephen Sun. Yeah, he did. And Stephen Sun even confirmed that it was the feds. It, it, look, and he says this. It, this is how it goes out. Uh, National Pulse reported this. Everything appears to be a cover-up, says decorated police chief, explaining that most things to do with his department were political, specifically because he reported to politicians, including then-Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, and he was canned a couple days after this. He quotes, like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at the information and intelligence they had, the military had, it's all watered down. He goes on, I'm not getting intelligence. I'm denied any support from National Guard in advance. I'm denied National Guard while we're under attack for 71 minutes. The full interview has thus far been hidden from the public. Why wouldn't it be? At the behest of Rupert Murdoch's increasingly left-wing Fox News channel, which unceremoniously fired its primetime host, of course, Tucker, goes on, it sounds like they were hiding the intelligence. Carlson quiz, to which Sund stunningly responds, could there possibly be actually there any kind of wanted something to happen? It's not a far stretch to begin to think that. It's sad when you start putting everything together and thinking about the way this played out. What was their end goal? I'm going to tell you what their end goal was. You had members of Congress, Republican members of Congress that day, that were actually going to halt the certification of that election to look into the stuff. And then January 6th insurrection at the Capitol happens. We'll get more into it when we come back from these commercial massages on the Eldonzo and D show on Cities 92.9. Hey, this is the El Donzo and D Show here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we were just talking in the last segment about Tucker Carlson had Stephen Sund, who was the chief of the Capitol Hill Police, on his show right before he got canned. And Rupert Murdoch, of course, in all his left-wing glory, he pr- pretends to be a Republican. He's not. And, you know, even that's the thing, Republicans and Democrats. I don't even identify with either either one of those anymore. I never identify as Democrat, but even Republican. I identify as conservative, America first. You know, let's 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 make the people, the middle class, important again. That's how I feel about it. 
Uh, anyway, he was on there and he said, and he agrees, that the feds infiltrated the protesters at the January 6th protest. All right. And they went to the rotunda. They listened to Trump's speech, which Trump, as we just laid out earlier in the show, said nothing about going into the Capitol, said nothing about overthrowing the government. No. All right. Like specifically said peacefully protest. They made it out. And, and you'll remember this. And we've talked about this. The, the, the only people that died were Trump supporters that day. If, if you look at the, uh, the, the Capitol Hill police officer, uh, Sicknick, Brian Sicknick, yep. who they said he was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. He wasn't. He wasn't even hit. He wasn't even injured. They had video of him after he was supposedly beat to death with a fire extinguisher walking around. The heart attack, wasn't it? Or? Stroke. It was a stroke. Okay, he had a yeah. stroke. All right. He, he talked to his brother that day or the day after. He was fine. Had a stroke. So they're making this, this out to be something more than it isn't. Now, Ray Epps. I believe was he was in the either Oath Keepers or the Proud Boys. Ray Epps is inciting a lot of this. And Ray Epps still hasn't had anything happen to him yet, if you'll remember correctly. So something else I want to touch on here real quick when we're talking about the January 6th thing and how convenient this was. Isn't it convenient that Lindsey Graham and these congressmen actually want to stop certification, not end it, they don't want to do away with it, but they want to halt, pause, certification of the election for it was 10 days, okay, 10 days to look into these claims of election interference. And right before they were going to get that, boom, that's when they're all let, ushered into the Capitol by the Capitol Hill Police Department. Do you remember that? We yeah. saw video of them opening doors and tearing down barricades and ushering people in. We saw a bunch of older folks. We saw a bunch of people going in there and looking around. They're in their house. They're in the people's house. Okay? And then all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi's daughter's there video videotaping this, like documentary style. Why was Nancy Pelosi's daughter there when the uh, when the S hit the fan, when the sticks hit the proverbial fan? What do you think, these? Obviously just, you know, visiting dear old mom. Obviously she was doing something. Yeah. I'm just saying I think it's kind of odd. That's all. And then we I don't think we've even talked about the Hunter Biden thing with Devin Archer yet, have we? No, we haven't really touched on it. We we've we've discussed it. We need to start pulling that one up here pretty quick. What do you got on that, Dees? Uh well, other than the latest which came out was talking about how uh oh, what's the story is uh about how Hunter was using Joe as defensive leverage in the, the foreign business with the foreign business partners and the transcript, basically the same thing that you got. So my big issue with this is Devin Archer wasn't under oath. Yeah, that I didn't know. He was not under oath from everything I can find. He was not under oath. So this is what's really weird about this. So we look at the wins for our side. Okay, I'm going to go through this. It's not going to be quick, but I'm going to go through it. So these are the things that we really gleaned off of it. Okay, uh, majority counsel asks Devin Archer, you keep saying the brand, but by brand, you mean the Biden family, correct? He answers correct. Counsel responds back, and that brand is what, in your opinion, was the majority of what the value that was delivered from Hunter Biden to Burisma. Uh, Archer replies, I didn't say majority, but I wouldn't speculate on percentages, but I do think that that was the element of it. All right. The whole thing was that Joe Biden was selling his brand to the foreign adversaries, to the foreign business partners. 
We all know that he was involved with it. All right. Second thing, Joe Biden was on speakerphone with Hunter's business associates. Uh, another important highlight of Archer's testimony was his confirmation that Joe Biden was allegedly on the phone with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates during the meetings. The majority counsel asked how many times Hunter put his father on speakerphone or referenced his father being on the phone in front of others who were either foreign investors or foreign nationals who he was soliciting business with or working with. And Archer replied 10 to 20 times, maybe 20 times. Third allegation, for his executives pushed Hunter to get help from D.C., uh, Archer stated the request, you know, basically the request is like, can DC help? But there were not, you know, I'm not going to, there were not, it wasn't like blah, 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 blah. There weren't specific, you know, can the big guy help? It was, it's always this amorphous. Can we get help in DC? Uh, a couple other allegations. Joe Biden was present at a 2015 meeting with Burnham executives, which was confirmed. And then the fifth allegation, Archer confirmed six and seven digit wire transfers. So this is what Devin Archer confirmed happened. Now, this is where we get into the thick and thin of this. There's a couple points, the talking points the Dems have, which is actually pretty interesting. So here's one. Devin Archer, who worked with Hunter Biden at the Ukrainian energy firm Burisma, told the House Oversight Committee this week that Joe Biden never talked business with his son. But the then-price president on the phone with Hunter and other associates, according to a transcript of the testimony released Thursday. So he's on the phone, okay? He's on the phone with Hunter's business associates, but he didn't talk business. This is what Devin Archer said while he was testifying, not under oath. I think you have to understand that there was no business conversation about a cap table or a fee or anything like that. It was, you know, just general niceties and, you know, conversation in general about the geography, about the weather, whatever it may be. He continued, there are touch points and contact points that I can't deny happened. But nothing of material was discussed. He said some of the things Hunter and Joe Biden discussed on the speakerphone were, well, you know, how's the weather? How's the fishing? You're going to tell me that Joe Biden got on the speakerphone with his son's business partners and discussed fishing? <laughs> what? Here's my issue. He wasn't under oath. Sounds like Devin doesn't want to sleep with the fishes. That's what, what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So Devin Archer, and I said this earlier in the show, only copped to what he had to cop to and he's gonna lie about the rest whatever he can get away with we'll cover this a little bit more in the next segment but this is the Aldonzo D show and we will be right back here on Cities 92.9 Welcome back to the Eldonzo and D show right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm not D's. I'm not Eldonzo. And I would like to take this time to remind you to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Eldonzo D's. We put up show clips and do some live streams and uh, we're going to be doing or I'm going to be doing a, a lot more content now that football season uh, is officially underway with tonight's tonight being Thursday, uh, very first preseason game. Uh, also, Twitter at Eldonzo D's and Facebook.com slash Eldonzo D's. And before we get back to the Biden stuff, breaking news the world governing body of women's swimming 
has officially banned trans athletes, trans identifying men competing with women. About damn time. Starting on Monday. Do, so what are the details about that? Do we have any details? Nothing yet. It literally yet. just came out. Uh, all it says here is that the world swimming governing body has banned trans identifying men from competing with women starting on Monday. Well, that's good. I mean, at least they finally did this. Yeah. Because this is just, it's absurdity on its face. Yeah. But I want to, I want to finish up something real quick with this Devin Archer thing. I touched on this earlier in the show. What I think is going on. This is what I think is going on. Devin Archer has his teat in the ringer right now. All right. The reason that he's not under oath is so there can be no further recourse taken on him if he's lying. So Devin Archer had to give up the goods on what he thought they would have evidence on him, him knowing what they had evidence on him being involved with. So when he says something like Joe Biden was asking about fishing or asking about how the weather was or asking about geography, what does Joe Biden give a crap about what the weather is in China? Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, those were the things that he could cop out to. Those are the things he could somewhat, you know, as the term goes, plead the fifth on. So I just wanted to wrap it up with that. This is all smoke and mirrors. And like I said, but the things that the biggest thing right now to wrap this up is Joe Biden said it. Corrine Jean-Pierre said it. The White House's talking point was that Joe Biden never talked to his son, Hunter, about his business dealings, never met with his business partners. We know that was a lie. It was a complete lie. And they're going after Trump and they're trying to distract by doing these indictments on Trump, which we now know that Merrick Garland was directed by Joe Biden to do. Yeah, that's the big thing. So we have this other story. Uh, what's this thing with Dark what? Brandon drinking coffee? Oh, hold on. I'm not done with this crap yet. Oh, go ahead. Nope. Have it. If I could steal something from uh, from Dan Bongino, I thought this was brilliant. Do it. <clears throat> the Democrats are correct there is uh, no evidence of joe biden being involved with all this outside of you know the bank records the suspicious activity reports the wire transfers the private bank transactions the llc's the texts the emails the whatsapp messages the photos of joe with hunter's business partners or the voicemails to his son or the two business partners saying the word that Joe is, is the brand or the big guy or the chairman or the two whistleblower testimonies, the recorded phone calls between Biden and, and Poroshenko or the video of Joe Biden bragging about firing the, the prosecutor or Hunter's statements about the prosecutor, Hunter's statements that he's given his dad half of his income. Other than that, there's no evidence here. Well, so ben just, you know. We have a couple a things. President Arnold, President Benedict Arnold in the White House right now, who has sold his country down the river. I want to say this. Jonathan Turley was on Fox News, and I, I believe Jonathan Turley's a Democrat. He's like Alan Dershowitz, but he calls him as he sees him. I got a quote here real quick before we move on. This was he was on uh, Your World with Cavuto, I think, is still doing that. This is Jonathan Turley. He quote, I think that it's the assumption is that he knew exactly what these meetings were about. It just strains credulity that he flies to China with his son and doesn't ask once, by the way, where are you going to go in China? 
you know, what are you doing business here that he makes all these calls to? These folks have dinners with foreign characters, and he doesn't say, who were those guys? Why were you meeting? It's just not very believable. But I think that we also have other evidence that they shared accounts. There are some emails referring to a 10% cut going to the president. It was called the big guy. They were accounts of offices that would be paid for by the president and the first lady. Hunter Biden himself complains about taking money to pay his father's bills. He goes on, Jonathan Turley. You know, there was an exchange where Hunter Biden said, we're the best at this effectively, and they are. And you can see that in how that influence paid only scheme was developed. No money has to go directly to the president. There's lots of ways to benefit the Biden family, but the one thing that we can't do is just walk away. Now, this goes back to Joe Biden. When they asked him about taking money from his son and from foreign business deals, what did he say? Show me the money. Where's the money at? Yeah. That was a dare. We all know that was a dare at this point. But want to get into this dark Brandon thing. This just made news, didn't it? With yeah, no, yeah, cup. it literally just came out within the last couple of hours. And what was the I've got the I've got the audio pulled up here. What was the premise for the listeners, D's? He just literally takes a swig of coffee, says the line. And sets the mug down in front of the, you know, closer to the camera. And the mug, if you're familiar with the whole, you know, let's go Brandon thing, there was then dark Brandon. It was basically Joe Biden with like red demonic eyes. And that's everybody referred to that as dark Brandon. And the mug has, you know, the dark Brandon on it surrounded by 2024. But the the funny thing about this whole Brandon thing is if, if if you guys don't remember, this started with what was a race car driver? I can't remember his I name. I don't remember his name, but yeah, it was a, it was a guy that like won his first race and his name uh, happened to be Brandon. And the gal was interviewing him yeah. and the crowd behind live him on in, was NBC. The whole crowd, pretty much the whole crowd was saying F Joe Biden, right? Yeah. And then she goes, oh, they're saying, let's go, Brandon. And it was so obviously it wasn't. But they took it and ran with it, which I think was a mistake. Uh, but anyway, here's the audio roll clip. Maybe. There we go. I like my coffee dark. I like my coffee like I like my women. Ground up and stuck in the freezer. I was going to say without a penis in it, but oh, yeah, okay, that'll way. work too. Well, so, the last thing I want to say about the this whole Biden situation is everybody on the left is sitting there saying, well, that's that's not enough evidence. The Archer thing, that's, you know, that's all. And you're right. Each individual thing that has come out is not enough, but it doesn't take Nancy F and Drew to piece together everything that has come <laughs> out like there are cases literally built on evidence like this that put people in the electric chair. If you, I, I, we don't have enough time on the show to list every single thing that has gone on since 2016. Like, how is this even still an investigation? Now, don't don't forget what they're accusing Trump of doing. What they're accusing Donald Trump of doing could bring the penalty of death. Okay, don't forget that what they're accusing Trump and they're indicting Trump on could bring the penalty of death still under federal law at this point. And the fact that this idiot is just doing this with impunity just boggles the mind. But 
I say, I don't know. Is it time to move on yet? I Have guess. we had enough depression for our Look, day yet? You know how I am with uh, with, I know, with bro. Fox News. This BS has literally had me watching Fox News for the last three days. Oh, that's pretty bad. That's, that's pretty bad. No, l- listeners out there, look, you would pretty much need to put a gun to my head for me to watch <laughs> any news channel for long. Like, there, there better be, like, death on the screen to grab my attention. I would, I've literally, like, I'm. what is wrong with me? I've been watching the five and whatever that stupid ass morning show that they have is like, <laughs> Oh, the view. No, <laughs> might as well be Mark Levin was on there this morning. Mark Levin, Levin, whatever he, man, did you see it? He went, I did not ballistic. He was an angry little. Elf, oh wasn't my. He? Yeah. I I'm somebody there had to have like had their finger on the, the button because I was expecting some some MFers to come out of that. Because I mean, he was literally screaming at the hosts, you, like, "Dude, <laughs> chill!" Like they didn't do it. Like, well, you know, he's pissed for the same reason we all absolutely. are. Absolutely, and like, I have to imagine that there are people out there like me. I mean, I'm a libertarian more than anything, but I would have, you know, I'm gonna vote for Trump anyway. But I gotta think that there are people out there that are have towed the line that maybe could have flopped either way. Like, open your eyes and, and look, as bad as Trump's ego is and as much as he pisses people off with the things that he says. I'm surprised you like, even put that disclaimer out there anymore. I'm surprised you're not even like, just, just forget it. Who cares? I'm over it. Well, it, yeah, it's just like, how can you look at, at this joke of an administration that we have right now and say, yeah, yeah. Give me four more years of that. No, dude, come on. I will not have what she's having. Yeah. <laughs> like, like on the live stream, that story that I talked about with our dads, wake the F up. I I agree a hundred percent. And, and once again, we weren't going to do it, but, but D's is very, very angry. And so I am, am I. man, I, I'm telling you through all the <laughs> crap that we have been through, like I'm literally like I might as well lock myself in a basement because I am of the mind right now that the whole damn pandemic was was planned it was. just for the election. It they was. Tanked, they tanked the economy and said, oh, look what happened with Trump's economy. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. No, it was friggin great until you guys brought this BS. We got to go. We'll be right I'm, back. I'm going to get D some nitro pills for his heart. Nine news talk. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, we're back. This is the El Donzo and D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm D's, and I'm still pissed. He's still, he's angry, and I don't blame him, and we were talking uh, we were talking about this during the break. So, give everybody some preface, and D's has admitted this. Well, I would say admitted. It's not like he's saying he's an alcoholic or anything, but <laughs> D's used to not be very political. D's would, we would hated. get- hated politics and D's and I would get into it because he'd be like, I just don't care. I, and this is years ago. This is not, 
recently, you know, in the past eight months. This is years and years no, ago. No, I mean, even when we started the podcast back in 2020 out of boredom, you know, it, it was very political. It was driven, obviously, by COVID and by BLM and George Floyd and all that stuff. But my, I always wanted to, like, get away from the politics. Um, but the things that have gone on over the course of the last four years just is unreal. My point is, when somebody seems disinterested in politics, engage them. It brings stuff up to them. Get them thinking about it. Because once you get them really thinking about it and you get them really seeing what's going on here, they they go down this rabbit hole and they realize, holy sticks, I don't like the situation we're in right now as a country. It's not about a popularity contest, is it, Dees? No. It's not. It's about who's going to do good for me. And you have to get to the point to where you care about what's happening in your country. You have to. Because if you don't, you don't go out there and vote and you don't try to make a change. You're just going to lay down and take it. So D says it all the time. He doesn't like some things Trump says. He doesn't like some things Trump does. But what you just told me you wanted Trump to do after he won. And <laughs> we, we can't. I don't know how to say explain it. On the radio, it. Yeah. it. It involved uh, oral copulation with a pornography actress and then fire and brimstone Dur during during the inauguration, during the inauguration. I mean, he was jacked. I've never seen this guy like this in my life. He was jacked up. So anyway, point being, if somebody you know is not interested in politics, get them interested in it. Get them on the right side of it. Because you know what? Most people care about their rights. Most people care about their freedoms. And most people just care about their pocketbook. And if you're that person that really cares how your day's going and how the economy is, I could almost, almost guarantee you, you're going to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. Just saying. Full disclosure. And and uh, don't get me wrong, there are some ideas from the left that sound great. Free health care and... Sounds great. All, all that stuff. But as you get older, you realize that stuff costs a lot of money. Where are they going to get the money? Oh, yeah, from me, from my taxes, That's the, from my goods, everything. Like That's the whole point of that. That's the that's the whole point. People do not seem to get this is that the government doesn't have any money. The government doesn't make money. The government doesn't sell goods and makes money and does this stuff. The, no, government, the government doesn't make money. They take money. They take money from us. So anytime that you vote somebody into office is going to vote for something that you don't align with, they're using your money to take it. We finance the federal government. The federal government does not finance us. When the federal government does these handout programs, when the state of Illinois or New York or California does these handout programs, or they want to give reparations, $5 million to every black resident, they're not giving their money away. They're giving your money away. And if you're a black individual, say in California, I think it was Los Angeles or San Francisco, if you vote for them, they're actually taking your money and giving it back to other people or giving it back to you. It's like tax returns. These these idiots. Oh, we'll get five thousand back on my tax returns. Well, you moron! It was yours to begin with. It was yours to begin with. They're they're not giving you money. <coughs> now there's some cases that people get a lot back on their tax returns, and it's not their money, but it came from somebody. Yeah, they're giving you somebody else's money. Exactly. And if you do good, if that person starts doing good, guess what? They're going to take more and give it to somebody else. It's it's all our money. So, absolutely, it's an abomination what's happened to our country. Now, 
Did I, you see what Mike Pence said? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't have it pulled up. What did what did the turncoat uh, bottle of pancake syrup uh, he Mike pretty Pence much, say? I mean, look, we already he didn't have a prayer anyway. I, I think he was polling at like two percent. He's an That's idiot. probably gonna. He said drop. something about January six and Trump. Yeah, he deserves, said. Yeah, go ahead. On Twitter, he said today's indictment. Obviously, this was yesterday. Uh, today's indictment serves as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. Our country is more important than one man. Our Constitution is more important than any one man's career. On January 6th, former President Trump demanded I choose between him and the Constitution. I chose the Constitution, and I always will. Now, here's the thing. that He didn't have to choose between Trump and the Constitution. Any Everything Trump wanted was constitutionally protected, and he had the right to do that. He had the right to challenge it, and Congress, like I said a couple segments ago, had the right to go in there and halt the certification to hear these grievances, to hear these what appeared to be evidence at the time of election interference. They had the right to do that. Mm -hmm. Pence had every right to say, I'm not going to certify this because of these issues right away. Now, if the issues worked out, resolved, there was no evidence, that was one thing. Pence was completely in his right to not certify the election that day. That's why they needed to have the January 6th insurrection come up. And you're right. You said something towards the tail end of the last segment about this whole thing with COVID, that it was planned out, that it was made to throw the 2020 election. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If they knew that Donald Trump had a ghost of a chance of winning in 2016, what you saw in 2020 would have happened in 2016. They'd have been plotting this out in 2015. But Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton got so cocky that they thought that there was no chance Donald Trump could win. And that's why Barack Obama is behind everything you see going on right now. I don't think there were too many people at all going into that day that thought Trump was was actually going to win. Well, what you saw in 2016 was an actual election. You saw an actual election in 2016 where the American people said, screw this. This is what we want. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now. If Joe Biden goes down, here's the issue. If Joe Biden goes down, Hunter Biden goes down, Joe Biden goes down, Kamala Harris goes down, Nancy Pelosi goes down. Well, uh, we already know that Kamala Harris. We, we already know that Kamala Harris <laughs> is, uh, yeah, she's pretty good at that. It's the, the reference to knee pads. No, but they all go down, and they're going to bring Barry Obama with them and, and his husband, Michael. They're going to absolutely take them down to Chinatown. Now, speaking of, Husbands of weirdness. I, I want to touch on this. I didn't get to hit this out of the park last week. Kevin Spacey. Have you been following this? I know you've been following the Trump thing. I have too, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just I know that he had his day in court finally. And, and I want to say this real quick. Kevin Spacey was a good, uh, he was kind of a stand-up. And he did impressions. And he was quite talented. Great actor. Great actor. Absolutely yeah. great actor. But he was found not guilty and uh, I think this was on July 25th or 26th, found not guilty in his uh, sexual assault trial. Uh, jury found Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey not guilty Wednesday in his criminal sexual assault trial in London surrounding allegations that he assaulted four men. Uh, jurors began deliberating Monday after nearly four weeks of testimony. The jury returned the verdicts at the Southwark Crown Court after three days. Spacey sobbed as he spoke to the media outside the courthouse after the verdicts were announced. He was wiping his tears away with $1,000 bills. He, quote, said, I imagine that many of you can understand that there's a lot for me to process after what has just happened today, but I would like to say that I'm enormously grateful to the jury for having taken the time to examine all the evidence and all the facts carefully 
before they reached their decision. Now, mind you, this is in London. This is in Great Britain, the same place that covered for Jimmy Savile, okay, and Gary Glitter while they were raping kids. I don't believe a whole lot of what comes out of Great Britain at this point. Dees, what do you think? Because I think Kevin Spacey is a POS. I don't honestly know enough about the case. Um, I'm a fan of his work on screen. I, I'd have to really research what was alleged, and I mean, it, kind just the the story here that I, obviously something happened. It's just a matter of was there. This this goes back to the Gary Sand uh, Jerry Sandusky thing. Okay, if you're accused once of raping somebody or molesting somebody, uh, i.e. whether it's a woman or whether it's somebody of the same sex, mm. and it nearly destroys your life and you're warned about it, and you've got these warnings, and you're not that person, wouldn't you distance yourself as far away from that as you could? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Because if mean, that was me, if somebody came to me and said, El Donzo, uh, you know, we have a report that you molested this young man, I'm like, what do you mean? Well, you know, he was on a camp out with your kids. And he, you know what? There wouldn't be any more camp outs with kids that aren't my children at that point. I would be so I would be so petrified of having that hang over my head. You know, Jerry Sandusky, uh, University of Pennsylvania, right, Dees? Penn State. Or Penn State. <laughs> it was Penn State. Sorry. Penn State was accused for years of raping these kids. Yeah, I mean. And he kept showering with them. I don't know that there were any actual accusations. There was just a lot of hearsay and rumors. And of course, Joe Paterno defended him and kept him on staff. And I don't remember what it was that broke it wide open. But when it did, it, I mean, all hell broke loose. Well, anyway, Kevin Spacey, he's ruined anyhow. Like I said, he was a good actor. He was a funny guy. He was a comedian at one point. Uh, but obviously he's got some issues Yeah, and he didn't. And remember he blamed, he blamed molesting these guys on being gay. Just a couple years ago, this came out. He made the statement about after he was accused of molesting this kid, the kid was like 15 or 16 and he was an actor. He, he came out and came out of the closet with it. Uh, I want to get to something real quick here, which I thought was kind of funny and probably not going to have time because time flies when you're having fun on the old Downs on D show, doesn't it, D's? That's what they tell me. Uh, but headline, a United Airlines pilot showed up drunk to fly a plane from Paris to Dallas and was slapped with a one-year flight ban. So I don't want my pilots flying drunk, do you, D's? I'd prefer not, no. Yeah, we're going to get into that story and a whole bunch of more fooly monkey shines because this is the last part of the show. The Aldonzo D Show right here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. We will be right back after these are commercial massages. All right, we're back on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. This is the Eldonzo and Dee's show. I finally got Dee's calmed down. By the way, I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dee's. And we are uh, we are starting to wrap up the show. We've got two segments left. Uh, Dee's, we were talking about the Kevin Spacey thing, and then we went into this United Airlines pilot. I think it was United Airlines pilot. Uh, like I said in the last segment, we we're closing up. United Airlines pilot who showed up drunk to fly a plane from 
Paris to Dallas, was slapped with a one-year flight ban, a French court ruled. And I got to say right now, I don't like flying. Every time I fly, I got to have a cocktail or like 15 of them because I don't like flying. So maybe this guy didn't like flying, but why would he be a pilot if <laughs> yeah. that was the case? Maybe it's the money. I Look don't at know. the bright side. is When he gets off the ground, <clears throat> I mean, he's probably not going to hit anything. He hit another plane. Maybe he can join the Mile High Club. Yeah. Have you ever done that? No. No, neither have I. And I'm not going to because I don't like flying. I'd have... I'd have flight anxiety, as they would call it. (laughs) 63-year-old American pilot identified only as Henry W. showed up to work on Sunday afternoon with a blood alcohol level of 0.132%. That's not that bad. That's, yeah, that's That's not even double. No, he's not. That's not drunk. I, I drive worse than that all the time. Or about three times the legal limit permitted by the Federal Aviation Administration for pilots. The pilot was set to take off. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time, time out. Yeah. There's a legal limit for pilots? Yes, there is. Look, I don't believe this man was drunk. Probably would have had no no issues with the flight. But you're a pilot. There shouldn't be a legal limit if you're flying an airplane full of people. Now, wait a minute. Now, we're going off the rails here, but actually there was this thing years ago I found out that they don't discourage the pilots from having a cocktail or two before they get in the plane to quell their nerves. Really? Really. Well, think about it. You you could have upwards of 200 people on your airplane. You're responsible for their safety. Yeah. I mean... Well, I'll tell you what. I'm probably carrying, like, at least a fifth with me at all times because if, you know... If something catastrophic fails... I'm down in it. Yeah. No, that's my thing. Drink them if you got them. So my thing while I'm flying... Uh, anyway, the pilot was set to take off from Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris to a stop at the Washington Dulles Airport in Virginia with about 267 passengers on board. So my thing is, when I fly, when I get on an airplane, all right, I'm nervous as hell, and I will start drinking, especially on transatlantic flights. I will just start pounding alcohol. And then I get to the point where it's like, you know, I get so, I don't get drunk and belligerent, but it's like, I want to be at the stage to where if we hit like a whole bunch of turbulence or the wing blows off or we lose all the engines, I'm just like, it's take it. Let's go. Valhalla. Let's do it. You know, because I drink when you drink, you just don't care. Hit something hard. I don't want to live through this. Exactly. Oh, we're going in the ocean. I'm going to be shark food. Now I don't want no life preserver. That's how I need to loosen up because I'm scared to death of dying in a plane crash. I, I just, the idea of being in a, like Malaysia flight, uh, what was it? What was the uh, flight force two? Wasn't it two two oh seven two sixty seven? Something. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know what it was. Plane that couldn't fly. Whatever. That's creepy as hell. Yeah. Going down in the middle of the ocean, nobody can find you. That reminds me of the gr- one of the single greatest stand-up comedian routines ever, and that is George Carlin's fifteen-minute rant on the airline announcements and like the stewards in the unlikely event of a water landing. Is it just me, or does that sound oddly like crashing into the ocean? <laughs> what was that comedian? Uh, uh, tater salad. What was his name? Um, Ron, Ron White. Ron White. Ron White said that. He, I always loved that spiel that he did about he was on the plane that was the size of a pack of gum. It was traveling at the speed <laughs> of smell, and they lost the right engine, and the guy next to him goes, Not- well, we lost the right engine. How far would the left engine take us? And he goes, all the way to the, the scene of the crash. Yeah, all the way to the scene of the Probably crash. Probably beat the ambulance, sir, by 15 minutes. 
the pilot gets on the PA and says, we, we've lost uh, engine one when he literally <laughs> could have just turned it. around and said, hey, we lost an engine. Funny stuff. Funny stuff. I got one more story, Dees, if you don't mind. Uh, go ahead. This goes back into the Chinese land purchase thing. All right. Chinese are doing weird stuff, especially with these, uh, these, these, we were talking about the wind turbines out in the ocean. Yeah. Buying these from China and setting them up. And it's like interfering with, with comms from the military. Uh, this was, this was, uh, July 25th. This was ABC Channel 7 News. This is how bad this has gotten, how much has been suppressed by the mainstream, the lamestream media, that you got to go to ABC Channel 7 News in San Francisco. Uh, nearly $1 billion mystery land purchase near Travis Air Force Base shows lack of federal transparency. Federal officials tell the ABC 7 News I-Team they are highly skeptical of a company that purchased nearly $1 billion of land near Travis Air Force Base. The group Flannery Associates LLC has acquired 55,000 acres of dry farmland in Solano County, including parcels that surround three sides of one of the most critical military bases in the western United States. The mysterious purchase started in 2018 and continue in 2023, amounting to around $800 million. Local and federal officials say the process has gone from suspicious to intimidating. Their intention isn't to grow olive trees, says Sarah Donnelly, a city council member for Rio Vista. It feels nefarious to need all of the land to the point where you're going to sue them to intimidate to sell to you. Those aren't farmers. These are all Chinese companies coming in and buying land around Air Force bases. First of all, hmm. now Congress is now, I think, just passed something to stop this from happening. But who in the hell in our government is allowing the Chicoms to come in and buy land around our Air Force bases. They had another one in here that they were actually, that Chicoms bought the land around the Air Force base and were setting up towers to spy on it. Not surprised. To spy on it. So is it any surprise when a Chinese spy balloon, okay, goes over the United States, we just let it, we just let it go through and go over the Air Force bases? And then they think, oh, hold, oh, why we buy balloon? Oh, we could just buy Ryan around the Air Force Base. We just uh, pay Joe Biden and Hona Biden. You're going to get us canceled. I don't care. <laughs> this is stupid. Speaking speaking of um, Chinese companies, did you hear about the lab that got busted? I did not do tell. These. In California, after a months-long in- investigation into a rural, 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 rural. I hate that word. That's that's good. How me. do you pronounce the uh, how do you pronounce the uh, capital of uh, Kentucky? Frankfurt. <laughs> you son yeah, of a... You're not getting me this time, you bastard. Louisville. Uh, California warehouse, they uncovered an illegal laboratory filled with infectious agents, medical waste, and hundreds of mice that were bioengineered to catch and carry COVID-19 virus. Oh, no, there's no way the government would do that to us, is there, Dees? Oh, uh, wait a minute. Health and licensing said on Monday that Prestige Biotech... A Chinese medical company oh. registered in Nevada was operating the unlicensed <laughs> facility <clears throat> in Redley, California, a small city about 24 miles outside of Fresno. They detected not only COVID, but hepatitis, um, some forms of cancer, herpes, like all of these things were in. This was a warehouse, not at all secured 
It was an old abandoned warehouse. They set up this illegal lab there and have been operating for months. And somebody caught on and there was an investigation. They finally raided the place. And and this was this was uh, financed by who? Uh, well, the, the company that owns it is Prestige Biotech, which is, again, a Chinese medical company. Imagine that. Yeah, that's registered in Nevada. Imagine that. So so now there are at least 20 infectious agents were detected <clears throat> in, in the lab. And I'm sure Anthony Fauci knows nothing about oh, that. Oh, of course not. Of course not. I'm sure he wasn't bankrolling that like he was bankrolling those poor dogs to be eaten alive by sand fleas or whatever it was, sand flies. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Illinois, did you see that Pritzker signed the bill quietly on a uh, like six o'clock the other afternoon? Oh, about the illegals. Allowing yeah illegal immigrants to... So to become police officers. So I'm going to say this about that real quick. Well, you want to read the story real quick? Uh, just Governor J.B. Pritzker, as you see behind me, if you're watching on YouTube, Pritzker's a. That. Yeah. Um, allowed non-U.S. citizens to become police officers in the state, angering critics who slammed the idea of foreigners arresting American citizens as it's a fundamentally bad idea. Illinois House Bill 3751 will no longer require U.S. citizenship as a qualification to become a police officer in the state. That's the dumbest thing in the world. And I want to say this right now. It's not about Latinas, uh, Latinos coming in. It's not about from South America. It's we've got Sudanese people. We've got Chinese nationals coming in. Just coming in and they just waltz right in here and come up to Illinois and be a police officer. So what that means is you as an American citizen can be arrested by somebody that's here illegally breaking the law that's not even a U.S. citizen. But at least... They're making it to where that they must at least be able to obtain, carry, purchase, or otherwise possess a firearm under federal they're law. Not a, they're not a resident of the United States. I'm going to touch on this in the next segment because I'm pretty PO'd about it. We'll be right back here on the Old Downs O&D Show on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. We're back, the El Donzo and D Show, here on Cities 92.9, the news and talk of Bloomington Normal. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And I'm going to say something about this thing we talked about in the last segment. We're wrapping up with that one. Uh, J.B. Pritzker signing this into law that illegals can be police officers. Now, somebody from South Africa told me this, a friend of mine from South Africa, and it made perfect sense. He says, do you know why the United States is letting in illegal immigrants, just letting them come through. And I, you know, I had a couple of answers to that. It's like, well, they want this and what that this is. He goes, that's how they build their military. That's how they build their army. And it really sunk in with me. And I thought now, really? Yeah, of course it is. They're bringing these people in and supporting them. Who are they going to be? Who are the illegals going to be loyal to? The people that let them in. Exactly. And this isn't a knock on immigrants, because I support immigration into the country. Legal immigrants. Le- yeah. Legal immigration yeah. into the country. They found two bodies in the, the Rio Grande. Yeah, well, that was, that was, that was about 2,000 more bodies than have actually been in there. This is nothing. Look, the, the illegal human smuggling is benefiting the coyotes and the drug cartels. Okay, dude, that's all this is doing. Now, my point to this is, when you set up 
a militarized police state of illegal immigrants to arrest United States citizens, you're setting up your own military. That's what you're doing at that point. You, I got a question. If you're illegal and you don't have a social security number, how do you pay taxes, Dees? Um, you don't. Why do, why do illegal immigrants always work for cash? So they don't pay taxes. Because they can't pay taxes because yeah. they're, not, they're not citizens. They can't be taxed. So how are you going to take an illegal immigrant and put them on the payroll of a police station? Has anybody been thinking about this? Pretty good question. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, so are they not going to pay taxes? This is very nefarious, this, this sticks that's going on here right now. So you're going to bring an illegal immigrant into Illinois. They don't have to pay taxes. You're going to pay them cash, and they're going to become a police officer. Am I really confident in the training? <laughs> no, seriously. If no. you can't even gain citizenship to this country, how are you going to speak English? What, what do I did, do I need to learn Spanish for if I get pulled over or Sudanese or Chinese or what it take and I don't want to go against the Latinos on this one because it, it ain't just that the reason the borders open because China wants the damn border open they're signing sending Chinese nationals over here they're sending terrorists over here think about the tax thing right anyway this is going to be something we need to touch on on the next show next week I'm going to have a lot more material for this. But we've got about half of the last segment left. Dees, what do you got to rattle off, bro? Uh, did you see the the man that tracked down his stolen truck? I did not see this. Yeah. Do tell. In Texas, a uh, Texas parking lot turned into a gunfight. Nice. After a man tracked down his stolen vehicle last Thursday afternoon at a nearby mall where he shot and killed the alleged thief who pulled out a gun himself and shot the owner. So we literally had a shootout at the walmart corral here <laughs> the walmart corral yeah the the, the nice. man and his passenger exited the south park mall in san antonio around 1 p.m to find their ford truck missing the duo tracked down the vehicle to another parking lot at the mall to discover a male and female sitting in the truck the owner of the stolen vehicle uh was back behind him they showed up they find the vehicle there were two individuals male and female in the vehicle san antonio police chief william mcmanus said at a news conference the man, whose name was not released, held the suspects at gunpoint, directed the driver to sit down by one of the tires while they waited for police. Well, then the thief pulled out a handgun, shot the owner, who then returned fire, shooting both suspects, killed the uh, the male, the female survived, but don't steal a truck in Texas. No, but it should, it should be don't steal a truck anywhere in the yeah, United States. Yeah. Look, if the cop, I'm not blaming the police officers. No. I'm blaming the, the local and the federal governments for doing this. All right, look, if you can't enforce the law, here's my thing. This he is was, why. Just ahead. to finish, he wasn't charged with anything. They called it self defense. You know, wash your hands, take your truck, and go home. Yeah, and as it should be. Yeah. As it should be. Here's the thing with this if our tax dollars are going to the local police departments, which they do, right? Yeah. I expect a cop to be here to look at his split. And I also expect if you're getting that much money out of me for my tax dollars, you should take care of the police who take care of us. When it gets to a point that that's not going to happen, when it gets to a point uh, we're in McLean County, Illinois, what's the response time out here? Was it 15 minutes for the sheriff's department, right? Out here? Yeah, at least. 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes? Yeah. Look, we're forced to take matters into our own hands. So this Try goes, that in a small town. Yeah, try that in a small town. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You, you know how D's and I roll. 
Uh, you're not going to try that in our town. No. By the way, for that. did you see that that song made it to number one? I did. On the, the Billboard Hot 100, which is which the, a first for Jason Aldean. So, yeah. Way to go, Libs. Absolutely, yes. Way Thank to you, go, liberals. you idiots. Thank you. Did you see how that is when the liberals boycott something? It, it, it has the skyrockets to number one but when the right boycotts a beer company they plummet 30 billion dollars and lay off about 400 no, people this, here's my thing here's my point of this is we don't boycott anything this is capitalism all right these businesses uh decide who their customers are and you know and heiser bush most of us decided to stop buying it we didn't go out and tell people not to buy it. We just stopped buying. We're like, we're not doing this, and we then they didn't, plummeted. But a lot of other people did. No, they did, and that's fine. Whatever it is, but we didn't boycott it. We didn't threaten to pull out of agreements. We didn't threaten to stop watching news at Anheuser. But we just stopped buying it. Yeah. So, but this isn't conservative and liberal. This is just right, wrong. This is just logic at this point. It's like the Leah Thomas thing. It's just logic. It's got nothing to do about hating people. Yep. It's just not right. Last story, and this is from a few weeks ago that we just uh, kept pushing off to the side, kind of like Matt Damon on uh, uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show. It kept getting bumped. Special needs teacher fired after the school district discovered her OnlyFans account, and she denies uh, egregious conduct. Is she hot? Very, (laughs) very. Um, Yeah, again, who's the victim here? Well, the kids aren't the victim. No. Hey, she just got to make ends meet. You know what? If Eldonzo can support a poor teacher in need. I got an end she can meet. There you go. Yeah. This is the Eldonzo and D show, baby. And we're going to take off. And we're going to be back right back at you next week. Right here on Cities 92.9. I'm Eldonzo and I'm out of here. See ya.